Let's get ready to rumble! Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is back after a week off. Don't worry, Taiwo, we are back. Don't, we, we're not abandoning you. We're giving you a podcast listen to this week. Uh, <laughs> that's back after a week off because somebody, somebody had a first year, had had a first birthday, essentially. Someone had a first birthday. It clashed with our recording last week, so we didn't do that. That did not happen. My name is Tosin. I am your host, and I am in the Midlands in the UK. And joining me, as always, on the Isle of Wight, for those of you who do not know, it is a small island off the coast of the UK, of the south coast of the UK, uh, Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hi, yeah. <laughs> yes, cool. Now, we, another reason I think where we haven't actually done for a while, <laughs> we've been away for a week, is because we've had, this is something that we talk about on this show. So for those of you who haven't heard this show before, it's called Netflix versus Cinema. What we do is we go to the cinema and we watch three things in the cinema. We watch three things at home. We rate everything out of five and we see where money has been better spent this week. We have realized since we started doing this podcast that there is a particular, um, phenomenon where it's, it's like the big film phenomenon when a big film gets released everybody else runs scared for at least two mm. weeks where mm. so a marvel movie gets released and then that's it you have nothing new in cinemas for two weeks now we had james bond that was released two weeks ago and we've you had pretty, bond bounce yeah and we had like nothing like nothing, nothing. yeah i know I, nothing new and if you listen to this podcast regularly you know that when i say we have nothing we really mean that because we have sean we have a Sean, and Sean will hunt down films in the back end of nowhere <laughs> showing a conversation. Oh, yeah, I saw this film. I'll be like, I didn't even know it was being released. And even Sean, in a week in which there wasn't that much football, there wasn't that much else going into, couldn't find anything to watch. So, so that's how you know, well and truly, people are running scared from James Bond. From Daniel Craig's Fallen Atten as James Bond. So what we're going to do this week is I've already we've already reviewed it, but that was just me because I I was the idiot that went to see it in a midnight showing, so I was the only one who had seen it at that point. Since then, Sean and Sharon, I believe you have watched that film. Both seen it. We saw it together. You did. We did. Yes. Okay. Cool. So you're good. So we're going to get a we're going to get like you know feedback. Feeling. We're going to get yeah stories. What you guys thought about it? We're gonna we're gonna have a debrief. We're gonna have a Bond debrief. <laughs> What you guys, what you guys, a bit like, you know, it's like, I'm M, you guys are the double O agents. You come tell me, come tell me what happened. Come, <laughs> come tell me why that thing blew up. Um, all right. And also we will have like a quick run through what, what it is that we've been walking at, uh, what, what it is we have been watching at home. So is first of all, let's go with that. Is there anything particularly you guys have been watching at home? Um, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched so much stuff. I've forgotten what I've watched. I've watched... Um, <laughs> that, that is a usual state of things. That is a usual thing, yeah. I did just watch today, <laughs> which I did watch a terrific Korean film called Deliver Us From Evil. Oh, yeah. That was, that was on Sky, which was pretty good. Um, on Netflix, I saw I Am All Girls. Um, so, and I've been watching uh, The Walking Dead. So that's that, but we can't do that until we've watched the whole whole. Yeah, that is series. true. That is one of our rules. If you're going to bring um, a TV series, you have to watch the whole I've, the whole season before you come and review it. <laughs> I've rewatched uh, Heat because um, that's just great. That's one of the best. That's prob probably my favourite <laughs> heist movie. Um, what else did I rewatch? I rewatched Greyhound. Um, 
so and midway a couple of times and all midway i watched the whole way through and then the odd bits again so you you've been having a I've bit been, of a bit of a world war ii I, loving yeah a bit of a world war ii loving and i've been watching a lot of stuff on youtube i've been watching like loads of vloggers about different places opening at different times what's going on with the world you know with restrictions and countries and now they're all being lifted and stuff and oh because you're plotting your escape from the uk again (laughs) i am yeah but the trouble is when you go on youtube you get taken down you get taken down rabbit holes and i just ended up i watched stuff like super carriers with chinese aircraft carriers take on (laughs) you know with the chinese fleet be able to take on a combined american there's this thing called Binky's Battlegrounds, which is like a rush. He goes, I'm here today to talk about what would go on if, you know, Japan invaded, I don't know, China. So all those sort of weird and wonderful things and yeah, it, yeah. all sorts I'll, of stuff, really. I always about, feel like we... Oh, we... And, uh, another thing, Al Murray. I've been watching Al Murray because he's like a comedian. A comedian. Um, yeah. And I read this book a long time ago. It was watching movies with my dad. He's a real World War II officiado in the book is a brilliant book i've got in fact it's just and it just reminded me the book um watching movies with my dad just reminded me of so he's a good author i quite like him and um and also from from that because he's into world war he did like the bobbington his top five tanks of world war ii is this all al murray this is al murray he did his top five tanks and then he did his his five bottom tanks and they were the same tanks (laughs) It was really, really good. So he was going for. He said, "Oh, everybody loves a panther. I'm going to be hated for this." Blah, 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 blah. And then, but they're all the same. So the first top, my top five tanks, the church, all that, and then he had them as his top five bottom ones as well. So is, is this where we funny. find out that they're only five tanks? But- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I've had, I've been, I've been a bit of a. Well, I couldn't be called a couch potato because I haven't actually been sitting on the couch, but I've been doing odd bods. Oh, and I put a couple of things on ebay so which took me like a whole afternoon just to do one it's one. not easy to list things anymore. no and i just thought <laughs> i don't know if i can be bothered with this you know what i mean oh so. all right okay cool, <laughs> anyway cool, good stuff. i am intrigued about i am all girls just by the title alone mm. how about you sharon were you were you uh, what have you watched yes i saw a film that again missed the cinematic release and so went straight to a platform called chaos walking oh with, yes um tom holland and daisy ridley Oh, yeah. So I saw that. I have dabbled, I've dipped my toes into the edge of Squid Game, but I haven't watched it all because I know that's making waves. (laughs) Yes, Squid Game. Netflix circles. So I've just watched the beginning, but it took me ages actually to work out how to get it in the original language rather than dubbed. So, uh, Mm. because I just don't like dubbed films. If if it's made in Korean, I want to hear it in Korean and I want to get the expression because there it's in their own language. When someone dubs it, it just sounds ridiculous to me and it really takes me out. Especially because the dub is always some weird (laughs) American. It's always some weird American. Hey, so what do you think we might be doing? (laughs) That's wrong. So I took ages to like figure out, you know, how you get like, get off. And I was feeling yeah. around, so I finally worked out how to get it in the Korean, and then I just ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, yes. So I watched half of the first episode, so I get the idea. It's set up there with the first character, so I know I need. I'll have to watch the rest of it to, to be able to view that as a entire. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Squid Game is one of those things where a bit like Bridgerton, where it's become such a big noise that I've gone off oh, rubbish and. 
I guess I'm going to have to watch this now <laughs> just so I can see if it's overrated. All right, cool. So we will get around to those. We'll get around to talking about um, Chaos Walking and I Am All Girls. But first, 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 let's talk Bond. Let's talk Daniel Craig. Let's talk mm. No Time to Die. And now, oh, but before we do that, this just reminds me. So I was, um, I mentioned Taiwo, who we know is a regular listener. Not only is he a regular listener, he's actually reviewed us online on uh, podcasts, Ooh. different places. Yes, he's given okay. us good stars. He reviewed us on Facebook as well. And, and he regularly gets in touch to tell us, let us know what he thinks. <laughs> he, he so he sent me, he sent me this totally unsolicited on Saturday. And he said, loved the last podcast you did. Although I skipped the first 12 minutes to avoid 007 spoilers. It, <laughs> So he's uh, he's like um, he has oh ooh, must be like about an eighteen month old now. He says aiming for the aiming for that to be the first movie that he and his wife see in cinema since the kid arrived. He says I particularly enjoyed imagining the beeping noise a truck makes whenever Sean has to reverse away from a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said I also share in Sharon's horror slash disdain at books being shot, blown up by the very librarians. Who should care for them? <laughs> <laughs> no. When we're talking about gunpowder milkshake, it's one of the is is one of a list of many things that ruined the Fast and Furious multiverse for me. So, Sean, you have a well. well I think you, he's ended up being a kindred spirit. I think he oh. he he used to like the Fast and Furious universe, and he now no longer likes it. <laughs> but you just never liked it. So. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, that's so we have we we have that, or we have. So I don't know whether he's seen it now or anything like that. But I just wanted to let you know, as I said, anybody shows us any attention, we will pay it. We will give you a shout out on the show. So thank you very much, Ty, for that. Thank you very much for letting us know we're going in the right direction. And now let's see if if we can talk about 007 without any beeping noises of Sean furiously backing away from a spot. <laughs> 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 okay cool so um i'll tell you what let's go let's kick off with sharon sharon so tell us what did you think um what you tell, tell set up by telling me about what you thought about the bond movie and then uh, towards the end you can tell me how sean's reaction was and then we can go into sean <laughs> how spoiler are we allowed to be are we gonna be are we a, are we a spoiler reverse i think we're going to try and be spoiler averse there's still people okay. i know who haven't seen it yet like there's people who have had trouble with babysitters and stuff like who haven't seen it yet so we're going to try and be as spoiler averse as possible and just talk about what we thought about it without saying much about what happens in the film right yeah yes so that i felt that this was a more mature bond because with some bonds even though you, even though it's lasted 50 years, it's largely the continuation of the same story. So every now and then there are like nods to an earlier incarnation of our bond. And I think this is the most bond-like in that way, in that you, you get, there are references to earlier incarnations of bond. There's some of the refrains in the music, there's some sort of Easter eggs and that you see pictures or you see objects in the background that mm -hmm, immediately mm -hmm. bring to mind an earlier, Bond, not necessarily played by Daniel Craig. So it, it, it references the fact that this is a character who's had a lifetime. And this is like a, the most recent event in that long life. Yeah. Uh, even though the character himself is like permanently like 35. But I think this is the first, <laughs> the first Bond we've seen where you feel, you get the feeling that 
there is history behind this character because often it's like they just brush it off and they're like hey hey i'm ready to take on the bad guys and this one you feel that um he's carrying the weight of some of those previous experiences into the first film so i thought that was an interesting approach because normally um bond appears with a swagger he's they sort of shoot someone he kisses the girl and then he like drives off in a fast car and i think this is the first time we've seen for that i've seen bond where are you get you get the feeling that there's something else there's a history it, this character it, it, yeah essentially he's more of a character than an action star yes he yeah, isn't just yeah dusted off brought out the, the cupboard for this particular adventure that he has lived a life between these stories yeah so, I, and and I, I actually think because I had superfan Nina superfan Nina actually got in touch with me as well and just asked the question like you know after after watching the film she was asking all these questions about how about this how about that and I actually think that how much you like this film depends on how much you like that approach of making James Bond more of a character than an action star. And I think that there's going to be some people who are going to hate that because they want the kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, they want Bond to be this sort of bulletproof, you know, on Her Majesty's Secret Service special agent who, you know, is known by every bartender in the world, yet still maintains his, <laughs> his identity as a secret agent. He's a agent. secret agent, but everybody knows <laughs> what his favourite drink is. And all the girls turn there, and he's most, the most noticeable man in the bar. It's like, you know, he turns, everyone turns their heads and looks at him when he walks in. It's like, that's not what uh, you, you want your special agents to be like. <laughs> oh, man. That most is, noticeable uh, person in the room. So, it's an, yeah, I like the, that aspect of it personally because I've always found most bonds to be a little bit of a yawn fest for me personally mm. because I, I sit through them and I am sitting through them. I don't yeah. actively, it doesn't always draw me in. And I have got a whole gap of about. 10, 15 years, I didn't watch any of them. From like, for your eyes only, till about GoldenEye, I didn't see any. So oh. I, there's like a, there's a decade or more. And I think I've only seen one or two of the Brosnan Bonds. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen, I've seen clips. I'm, like, I'm exactly the same as you. The man with the golden gun from, I mean, I really, really, Roger Moore films. I think I might have seen movies, but I've seen bits. But Roger, I just can't do Roger Moore. You know, we've had this discussion. I think over the years, toast doesn't matter what we've done. We've had discussion about windscreen wipers. You know, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger Moore's eyebrows. You know, Roger Moore's eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've had that so many times. I, I did enjoy the Timothy Dalton ones. I thought that was yeah, more, they more were bondy. Yes. I hated the the. Well, I didn't really see them, so I couldn't really comment apart from seeing cars skidding on ice and becoming invisible okay. the Pierce Brosnan stuff. Oh yeah. Even, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, just uh, well, didn't well, do you, it. You, you, know, you know me, I have I have opinions and I and I have like my opinions of all the different bonds and what happened with in them. But yeah. yeah, carry on. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I'm totally with Sharon on that. My knowledge of Bond, especially the Roger Moore era, you just as well. Yep. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, couldn't. Okay. Yeah. okay. So this felt modern, but it also felt nostalgic in a way that I think some of the, the scenery, especially, was reminiscent of earlier Bond films where I was thinking, yeah, this has got that nostalgic value where you see the cars sweeping around the mountains, which to me yep. was very yep. like on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It yeah, yeah there's, a, there, there's, a shot, there's a shot early in the film and they kind of hammer him. And you're looking at it going, yeah, that's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I, I, you know, <laughs> you know I, think, music, I think I actually said it before the music come up. I, I think yeah, I said yeah, it exactly, loud, actually, exactly, to be honest. Yeah. I think I said on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I was going to, I was saving that to when Sharon had finished and I was going to say it exactly yeah. the same. Okay, okay, um, okay. So, okay, let's go so, to Sean. Sean, yeah. go. 
What did you okay. do? Okay, no, that's 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 it was it was only that thing. The music, come on, I thought, oh, it's so that shot, the shot of the, the windy road. For yeah. me, the first 20 minutes was like terrific i love the first 20 minutes i love the first 20 minutes i like the the, the pre-title the, sequence the, 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 yeah and uh, i mean really really thought superb my favorite character was the the cia woman who'd only had like three weeks training you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah but, but, but sure sure we know that you we know you love anna dr mars anyway <laughs> we, we, every time she every time she showed up on screen all the way from blade runner 20 2049 yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah but, so yeah but, so but, i mean but i agree with you i agree with you I mean, her she the, yeah uh out of she plays oh, paloma i think her name is uh, the character's called yeah i love her i want to see more of that character yeah, yeah i want definitely. to see more of that character yeah she's brilliant so yeah the first 20 minutes was 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 absolutely terrific i think with the rest of the film it had moments it had moments but I didn't think it was a standout. I, uh, it didn't stand out for me like, whoa, that's a really, I mean, I know it's been getting lots of good raves, but yeah, it was okay. It was, uh, I didn't think it was like uh, anything special really. From, that, I wasn't that's my terribly opinion. convinced by the bad guy, I have to admit. No. I think I've found more memorable baddies because I can't even remember his name and I don't know if I even <laughs> remembered it when I was watching it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I didn't find him, his visually, yeah, he's quite, he's got a, a look, definitely. Um, yeah. But as soon as he took um, part of his disguise off, shall we say, I didn't find him as interesting. Yeah. I think he split he split a lot of people, haven't he? I was reading about that, that it's very half and half. Like some people think he's really good and another half think that he's, it's awful. Not a Bond villain at all. Well, it, it, but that's this is the thing with this film, right? Because um, I... Oh, because my thing, my strap line when I talk about this film is that for me, I think it is possibly the best film starring a character called James Bond, but mm. not necessarily the best Bond film. No. Because yeah. because with because when you say Bond film, best Bond film, that becomes a very subjective thing. There's people who swear by Sean Connery and will give you no reason why. They just say, because it's <laughs> Sean Connery, obviously. Yeah. And therefore, the best Bond film has to be a Sean Connery one, regardless of all it. So yeah, there's, there's all these different things that come up with that. And um, uh, hang on, where was I going with this? Uh, and but not I think, necessarily the best Bond film. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it's the same thing with, with the bad guys, with the bad guys and all that. And the truth is, bad guys and Bond films, they're, they're there to sort of like, you know, stay there in their lairs, <laughs> stroke yeah. something, and then want to destroy the world for some very, very not well thought through plan. Yeah, and they're a boss th level, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, essentially. And and I think this bad guy, Safin, his name, Sharon. <laughs> yes, Safin, I think that they, they've, they've done more with him to try and link him into the story from the beginning. So, and I know they've been trying this, I mentioned about the Daniel Craig movies and that with Daniel Craig movies, they've tried to, have essentially this one storyline going through all five films. And he is the only Bond who's ever had that, where mm. all the films are pretty much sequels. Because most of the Bond films is kind of like, new film, what happened in the old, old film? Doesn't matter. Who did, what, what about that woman that Bond ended up with at the end of the film? Doesn't matter. What about that thing? Didn't Bond get shot <laughs> enough? Doesn't matter. Because it's pretty much, each film is almost a reboot. As, mm. But this is, the, this is the only time when you followed it all the way through. And, uh, and I think this was the most effective at actually pulling the story together so like you know when they said this guy is this connected this person connected that person this is why this story is happening i thought it was actually the most effective but some of the touches i still i still say that the house of m there's a shot that i call the house of m 
where it has to do with pictures on the wall in the MI6. Yes. And I <laughs> yeah. loved that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought, I was like, <laughs> that, that a... is so classy. That, <laughs> that is, is a nod. so dang classy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so yeah, uh, so there were bits of the song that I was just kind of like, yep, yep, love it. Absolutely love it. I agree with you that there's bits where it, 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 it drops a bit. There's a bit where it drops a bit. There's bits where it can't it can't escape the fact that it's a Bond film, but I still I I, I mean the more I think about it, I, I was going to go see this again in the baby cinema. With uh, yeah, I was going to go see this at baby cinema, but unfortunately we got there and the tickets were sold out. But oh. yeah, but but when, thinking back through the film, I still think yeah, there were loads of things I loved about the film. I still maintain that I love the way it treats women. I love the way that the like the female characters. I'm like, I want to see more of them. I, I want to see more of them and I felt like everybody had something to do in the film it was it was more of an ensemble piece but so that being said how many stars would you give it mm. this is a this is a tough one tough one really I I mean I think on the whole I really uh, I mean I enjoyed it and going on our criteria I can't think there was anything too bad in it so mm -hmm. and I think because of the first 20 minutes and the Majesty's Secret Service thing. I'm probably gonna have to give it. A, I'm probably gonna have to give it a four, actually. Even though I said it wasn't good, I was probably gonna have to go for a four. It was pretty, pretty well thought out, pretty well done. Yeah. So. Oh, I think more more than most Bond films. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Sh yeah. Agree. Sharon. Yeah, I um, I'd probably be a bit more cautious about my rating, just because I thought I, for me it was a bit too long, and I thought. I would have preferred a bit more sharper editing. So I think some bits were a little bit indulgent, maybe. And uh, so I would say it was all right. I enjoyed it. But to me, I wouldn't want to see it again. So I would give it a three. All right. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I'm just looking through the things that Superfan Nina got in touch with, her, with me to say. And I'm looking through all the ones that I can say because there's a lot of spoilerific stuff in here. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Let's see. She says that the okay. I was talking about the fact that this is a bit different, and I said I said that there's zero point in making a Bond film that's just filled with stuff that we've already seen before, and we know and we know exactly where mm. everything is going. Mm. I think there's zero point in it because the Bond tired is the Bond the Bond formula is tired. It's tired, and it's uh, and. She agrees that yes, that she thinks it is it is a bit tired. Oh no, no, well, her husband does. And she says, yes, yeah, she loves the fact that the women weren't just damsel in distress. And she agrees with you, Sharon, that it was a little too long. And those are the things that Superfanina said that I can say that I'm not spoiled. <laughs> 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 you can say that. All right, cool. Good. So now quickly, let's go on to um Sharon, I think we have about seven minutes left on this recording because we're back to the whole thing where we haven't paid for Zoom. So it's gonna it's gonna kick us off. Okay, but, bye. But yeah, so let's go. Chaos Walking. Tell us a little bit about Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking is set in the future on, on a planet where the Earth has colonised this planet. And they've sent out these ships that take sort of decades to arrive. And the first ship has arrived. And when we first meet the characters, you can see and hear their inner voice, their, their thoughts. So when someone's sat there going, calm down, calm down, all oh, stress out, don't stress out, you can hear that, but even though it's their internal monologue, and you can see the waves of energy coming off of them, so like these green waves or different colours for different emotions. So there's nothing to be hard, you can't hide anything. Your mm. every thought that you think is broadcast, and your emotions are broadcast. 
and only certain people are very good at controlling it. So there's one guy who's learned how to control it, played by Mads Mikkelsen, and he is like the, the, the leader of this particular <laughs> area. And we see this village where um, Tom Holland's character lives with his dad, and it soon becomes noticeable that there are no women in this, in this community. And a spaceship that has been scouting out for the next group of colonists to arrive has crashed on the planet and Davy Ridley's character ends up on this planet. Mm. And for Tom Holland's character, it's the first female he's ever seen. And mm. for this community, they just haven't got any women in their community. And so it's trying to hide her and protect her while you're broadcasting your every thought. And some people, and Tom Holland's got this gift that if he thinks about something, he can actually create like this mind projection. So like he wants to play a trick on someone. And so he gets basically a snake to go at them, even though it's a fic, you know, it's something out of his imagination yeah. just to give someone a scare. And so he, you see this relationship as he um, basically tries to control his inner thoughts, even though he's saying, oh, I've never seen a girl before. What's his life? And so it's broadcasting his thoughts. So um, the then story progresses that they, she is found by this community and then Tom Holland tries to help her escape and they go on an adventure where it takes him outside of his community where he's never been before and he begins to explore some aspects of his world that he was unaware of Ooh. and some things that he thought he knew may not necessarily be the truth it's been what he's been told may not necessarily be the actual full story. Like, why is this a sausage first? Why are there no more women around here? Um, he is told um, that this horrible other, that there's, a, there's, other, there's other species who live on the planet. And he was told that they basically created an illness and where they were, all the women were killed. Mm. And Ooh. they have not, where there's no women, no more children are born. This, this, that is this, what he's always believed. This sounds a little bit like the first Maze Runner. <laughs> Yes, where they are in this environment and then it's not necessarily um, what they see and what they experience is not necessarily the whole truth. And that's very much in this film. So what he's grown up uh, surrounded by does not necessarily, is not necessarily you know, the, the, the facts about this yeah. world he lives on. And so, yeah, it's an adventure story about this sort of boy and a girl, basically, who are, um, are fleeing from their community, who are then in pursuit. And you have different events happen as they on their journey and we discover as we go more about the world and more about the community and the the circumstances in which they find themselves oh right now this is a film that was beset that was absolutely beset with production problems when they were making the film and that's if you go and look up chaos walking a lot of stuff you hear about oh this didn't happen and they were going to release the film and then it didn't get released and then i think it got caught up in the whole harvey weinstein thing so everything because i think it was made by the weinstein company so everything that that was was mud and then eventually the film got released and in a very muted way and people say that what i've heard is that you can see the mess that happened with trying to make this film what do you think about it? Do, do you, if you had to rate it, what would you say? Yeah, I would say for, for such a, because I was surprised how I didn't know more about it. It's got quite such a, it's got a good cast in there. And there's other people in there that I've heard of as well. Um, Kurt Sutter, who's from Sons of Anarchy and Mayans, he's in it, has a role in it. And yeah, with Mads Mikkelsen, Tom Holland, there's Daisy Ridley. Um, and yeah, so I was surprised that the why it just, it was, yeah, had just sort of appeared suddenly on the platform. Yeah. Um, 
I could see, yeah, it was, wasn't always coherent about what their story was telling. And you could see that the some aspects weren't very well developed. They introduce aspects and then nothing happens with it. So like this mm. alien species, they're introduced and then you we, we sort of get a glimpse of them and then nothing happens with that whole storyline. Mm. So I could mm. see that it maybe wasn't as polished as it could be, which is probably why it, yeah, it sort of will appear and I imagine it will just sort of just disappear again. So it's a perfectly competent sort of piece of science fiction. Um, I wonder if it's based on a book because I think it probably made it a bit more interesting. It, it is based on a book. Seeing. Um, because even though it's like the visual representation of their thoughts, in some ways, I think I'd rather actually read about this than, than see it. <laughs> so I would say it's it's a three. It's the reason it's competent and it's entertaining for what it is. But to be to make it any better, yeah, it would need to be sort of the storytelling would need to be sharpened up. They'd need to have a better resolution and a better uh, better pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That is chaos walking told. Three, three out of five. So of all the many things that you saw this week, Sean, we have decided, we have, or, well, I have randomly yeah, you've said. decided, yeah. I, I have decided. I have randomly picked. Uh, oh, okay, first of all, let's see. What, what do you want to, what would you talk about if you um, had a chance of all the things well, you I saw could, this list? I could talk about, about all of them, really. Pretty much to say I saw a Korean <laughs> movie, um, which was, uh, that was this afternoon. I sort of watched it this afternoon, actually, just before I come, and that was called "Deliver Us from Evil." Which, oh, yeah. um, I mean, most Korean movies. I, I could go through all of them fairly, fairly quickly because you know me. Most Korean movies. This was class. This was a really, really to me. This was. I couldn't. You know, my normal faulty, silly. Oh, that's silly. That's silly. That's silly. It did. Yep. All right. A couple of bits. It was a bit of a silly car chase, which I didn't enjoy at the end, but. The rest of it was really, really good. And basically the story is it's, uh, this Korean, uh, Korean like cop has, has killed the uh, godfather in Korea, but his daughter's been sort of kidnapped and it's gone to Thailand. Which mm -hmm. So he goes to Thailand, but the son of the person he killed also goes to Thailand. So basically you've got a... Um, I've given, like, you, I've, give, I've given you two minutes per film, Sean. Yeah, okay. So basically you've got a, a sort of cross between um well it's just like a john wick film a lot of an old boy it's like a, there's a lot of action in it he's just basically trying to hunt his daughter he's being hunted by this thing you've got the normal super thai villains which are really really nasty and it sort of crosses over after some ties get killed you get into the thai godfathers and the thai police and it's all it's so it's all very much but i, I thought it was a great film that uh, really 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 thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this movie um so this for me will get a. I don't know. The car chase at the end might have knocked it down a bit. The car chase <laughs> at the end knocked it down a bit because that was a little bit over the top, and they survived quite a lot. So I'm going to give this one a three, but it's well worth a watch if you like a lot of action. If you liked your, it's very much John Wicky with you know making sure with the double taps, lots of shooting going on, a bit yeah. more, a bit more knife play and axe play and clubs play and a bit of throwing them <laughs> yeah. about a bit like the raid a bit like the raid yeah yeah say. yeah but, but but the truth is the truth is john wick is it's, very yeah. much influenced by <laughs> so, by by asian cinema by yeah. asian action cinema like, i think there's almost a line that you can draw from the raid yeah. to john wick and there's even a scene in john wick 3 that is pretty straight out of a there's a film called the villainess Right. Oh, the villainess. I've seen yes, that. Yes, yes, you, you've seen that. Really, like, really good. Really, it, it's good. Yes. it's really good. And it, it's the film that the film that makes all of 
essentially everybody who's not Korean that I've seen has gone confused because there's a bit where you can't tell two characters apart. Uh, you're yeah. like, which bit in the story are we now? And you can't get it. No, but yeah. there's there's a bit in, there's there's a bit in John Wick three that is straight out of the villainess. villainess. Yeah. Yes. So so yeah. yeah, it's it's in it's influence. Okay. So deliver so, us from evil. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. It's a good Korean movie. Um. Yeah. It's worth a watch if you like that sort of shoot 'em ups and it's not too silly. In fact, it's quite sensible. So right. if you can call a movie like that, which people are insensible, but you know, there's not too much to sort of shock. Now I'll go on to I Am All Girls because you mentioned this one. Yep. So this is basically South Africa. It's 90 South Africa. There's this, this videotape that's turned up about uh, kidnapped like six girls and they sort of disappeared and then it's all forgotten about. And then it flashes to, to present day um and you see this person in a hoodie has, has got hold of these videotapes and watching watching um watch these videotapes and then it goes to this this policewoman who's trying to crack down on this this child trafficking gang um and she uh, but then at the meantime all of a sudden all these people that were involved in this child trafficking they end up dead rather nasty mutilated with the the um with the initials carved of the girls that have gone missing with each other so oh wow! All these, um, so and so, they've you've got this investigation about a serial killer killing all these people that are involved with. So it's it's sort of you know they're trying to get two things. Um, and yeah, it's I mean it's it's pretty cool. Um, you find out who the who the killer is fairly early. I mean it's it's it comes out fairly early. It's not like you're waiting to see the serial killer as you do because that's a quite a big part of the narrative really is mm. you, you really need to know that because you know certain things get involved in too much so yeah it's 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 pretty tense in parts um it's quite violent it's quite in in parts it's quite violent in parts um and yeah there's 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 a bit like where something happens but because like like you get in these these other places um warrants weren't issued so certain people get off and you know like they do so obviously yeah. so is it based on, a, based on a true story uh i don't, I don't actually know i, I okay, don't actually cool. know if that's based on a true story or not but it definitely takes part in south africa but it's worth a watch it's it's pretty cool and this will get from me this will get another three stars so and that was uh, on netflix that was on netflix that's on netflix, uh, yeah, where, where, did you on netflix. where did you see deliver us from Evil? that was on sky yeah that's good because that kind of storyline obviously i'm from nigeria and there was the whole bring back a girls movement yeah, yeah. because a whole school of girls got um kidnapped, kidnapped and, yeah so that, oh, that's around, wasn't it? Uh, yeah yeah anyway let's move on what's next sean <laughs> um what's next right okay what else have i watched um so, so how, many, have... how many stars did you give out more girls was oh, that sorry three? i gave three yeah okay, so three they both got threes two threes yeah. there so, all right cool um right what else are we going to watch say then um yeah what else have i watched i've watched oh i, I re-watched um greyhound but we've already reviewed that haven't we yes, yes and yes. um i watched heat re-watched heat which we've yeah. got most of the time which we like about like that yeah, um yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's be some other stuff i just I, 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 think, just I think heat heat was on tv recently wasn't it it was on TV, yeah. Because but I, on... I remember watching walking past somewhere and just sort of seeing the scene with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro in the in the diner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's 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 quite famous, isn't it? I just um, I might be able to let's have a look. Yeah. Oh, I watched Cold Mountain again. Oh so yeah. I'm just letting finish Cold okay. Mountain, which I haven't actually. Do you know? I never saw that at the cinema. 
as mm-hmm. I never saw that at the cinema. So, and obviously, like in the um, the the American Civil War. So it was much better than I remembered. But that was pretty All good. Right. But I'm sure that's been reviewed, isn't it? Um, Col- I don't think we ever did. I don't think we ever. I uh, never even, did Cold Mountain. Even even though no, we... it predates our radio shows. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, but but even though I remember that we did when we did the radio show, they don't make them like they used to. By the way, the other uh, earlier this week, I was actually going back through my archives and I was listening to the you know the interviews we did where we're asking oh. people about like you know what films that they saw oh, in the, the hospital saw in yeah. the hospital and yeah, i just yeah. re- i had like this literally like 30 interviews of random people that are like uh, interviewed about that i was like oh my <laughs> god this is awesome this is brilliant so yeah if you want to hear more of that go search for they don't make them like they used to a podcast we no longer do but has some gold in there absolute gold in there and um oh. yeah yeah, well, we, we, we had a section called Isle of Movies. We were talking about things that were linked to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. And Cold Mountain was directed by Anthony Minghella, right? That's right, yes. yes. Who, exactly. is, who is an Isle of Wight boy? Or he was, was born and raised here, yeah. yeah. What did you think of that, Sharon? Because uh, I liked Cold Mountain, about, yeah, I, yeah. I think that was in one of the gaps between when one cinema closed and before Cineworld mm-hmm. opened. And the only cinema we had was like our local theatre where they would run one film night a week and I remember seeing Cold Mountain at Medina Theatre um, when they used to show films there and though I really rated it I really liked it right I thought Nicole Kidman looked she was supposed to be like this sort of young almost like an ingenue who's been very shouted and brought up by her father and a few times I thought she looked older than she her character but I thought she was supposed to be sort of aging down and I sometimes I'd see her and I'm thinking no you're older than your character <laughs> supposed to be <laughs> so on our star rating what would you have given that your star rating oh i'd give it an easier four yeah i think i think i'm gonna to have to say i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the siege of virginia at the start of the crater the battle for the crater um that was you know there was some good good civil okay. war scenes in it yeah. another thing i watched but i think sharon reviewed it or did, did you did, i mean i get confused have you seen the king yes right you have yeah not the outlaw king the king the king yeah, is so this the fifth the... yeah yeah, Kate and I both saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes, we, yes. No, we, we reviewed that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did review that. That's the one with yeah. Timothy Chalamet. And yes. I, I, I did Robert catch up Pattinson. with the Tomorrow War, which I oh, think yeah, Sharon, yeah. Sharon, yes, Sharon I saw. Yes, I reviewed that with Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, I okay. would give that a three star. Nothing oh. danger. So, all right. So, okay, I'm going to use that as a jumping off point. I have to head off really, really soon. Cool. But, when you, cool. but, but you, you spoke about, you know, you spoke about Timothy Chalamet. And that is a very, very easy segue into what dude. we're going to talk about. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk yes. about dude. We're going to talk dude. about dude. So I have started, I was just telling you that I have um, a friend of the show, Yatish Palmer, he gifted me an audiobook, gifted me an audiobook of Dude, oh. which I've listened. It's 26 hours long. But <laughs> <laughs> 26 hours long. I am currently about eight and a half hours in. Um, so I'm so I'm just scratching the surface of this of this whole thing. But I have to admit, it has made my, uh, it's one of these things that I, I've, I started listening to the book and I always kind of wish that I didn't know anything about the film because now whenever I'm reading anything in the book, I'm seeing the people who are playing these characters in the film in my head. So every time we talk about Paula Treatis, I'm seeing Paul Timothy Chalamet. I'm seeing Rebecca Ferguson as Lee Jessica and all that. And I'm, I, but even, the, even though I, I've been listening for seven hours and I can tell that this thing is only just beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's only just beginning uh it, I, it i'm looking all of the june books because there's no it does that does the, the audio book cover all of the june books because it's like june then there's children of june, children of june. june messiah and all the others no 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 this is just the first one 
just the first one. It's just 26 then, hours for the first one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a 600-page book. Oh, if you yeah. read it, if you read it, so it's 26 hours for 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 the first book. Uh, and and I'm uh, and the more I listen, the more I'm thinking, ooh, this would make a this 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 should be good, and especially because it's being done by Denny Villeneuve, who I rate mm. massively. With, with doing something intelligent, I think of that. But that's something that's coming up soon that we're going to go see. Sean, you said that this weekend, after a two-week break of like, no, nothing in the cinemas. Cinema, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to essentially go and have like a gluttonous <laughs> buffet. Have a loving at the I cinema. I am, I will, I de- definitely, totally. So, so totally, t- tell, totally. Us, tell us what is on your plate. What is going to be on your plate coming okay. up? Okay, well, tomorrow I wouldn't mind seeing The Last the Jewel. Um, and uh, I also probably want to see venom and we've also got halloween kills there's an unlimited showing of june on monday ah, um, it so, begins so it begins so yeah so we're starting there so there's that's uh that's my weekend pretty much sorted i think <laughs> it's like where's sean gonna be in the cinema <laughs> <laughs> all right cool cool good stuff so sharon oh uh, out of those things what are you planning to see I would like to see The Last Jewel and June of those two, of those yeah. four of those ones. I'd like. They're the two I would flag. Yeah, I, I think I think for me, The the Last Jewel, June is, I'm, I'm, well, I don't think there's any special C, I don't have an unlimited card anymore, so I, I'm not, well, I have no access to special C um, preview screenings. Well, if I do, if I do go to watch it, I'll we'll save that one until you guys have seen it, yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. No, so we'll no worry, I'm still here. Yeah. So what, what we'll do is I'll wait for you guys to see that before. I mean, you know, I, I, I probably will go and see it, but I'll save that one. I would have seen enough anyway. So. Well, I'll uh, try I'll to just... see it on Monday if I can. I'll see what my. Okay. Because I'm not working Monday. So it depends what time the film is and what time it so ends. Seven, seven o'clock. Seven oh, o'clock well, it starts. That's doable. That's doable film. for me. Yeah. Seven o'clock. So. So Joe's, Joe's going. So he's already booked it, I think. So yeah, you guys. will be the normal seats. Yeah, by that time I, I might have finished. If if I do nothing else between now and then, I might finish listening to the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did toy with reading it, but um, as you're influenced by this, the sort of images of this film, I mm. watched the David Lynch film, <laughs> and I actually quite liked it. I mean, I know some people hate it. No, I don't um, mind the Lynch film, but I, I actually quite rate it. And so, for me, I would see um, Lady Jessica. I would see uh, Francesca Ennis, or whatever no. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and Jürgen Prock now and Max von Sydow and I would see those of the faces that I would see rather yes. than... Who did Sting play? Harkonnen, I think. Somebody... One of the somebody Harkonnen, yeah. yeah, one of the Harkonnen. Oh, he was probably the beast. Yeah, yeah. He was probably the beast. All right, cool. I, th- I, th- I think that is the trouble. If you see a film and then you read the book, you picture the characters in the film, whereas if you read... a book and then you go see the film sometimes the characters are completely different to how They're you had the picture all, yeah. no. and it was Carl McLachlan wasn't it who was Paul Atreides yeah yeah, yeah. he was he was yeah. all right mm-hmm. okay cool so anyway on that note on that note on this kind of like cinema less week all that's left is we don't really have a winner um no. <laughs> we don't really have a winner or I guess cinema cinema kind of like even though there's nothing yet this still makes us want to talk about it and make us go oh my yeah. god well, I, I oh suppose god, if you averaged them up, what what did it get? We got seven by two, seven stars by two. How many stars did you give? Give um, I gave four uh, three. Th- yes, right, three. I gave it four toes. What did you give it the other week? Four, wasn't it? Four, yeah. You gave it a four, mm. so that's eight, nine, ten, eleven by three. I'll let you do the maths. 
and then we had the three 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 four the netflix stuff so if yeah. we average that up cinemas won i'm happy with that Pretty much yeah, yeah i'm happy with that uh, Masters yeah. Of my strong suit so yeah i'll go with that yeah I'm, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to say that it's a total fix this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I also I also think that there's a bit of it where, bar a few things, there are a few things that I think you can get as excited about coming to a streaming platform as you can about the fact that Dune is coming to a big screen near you, mm. and the fact, or or even the even Marvel's The Eternals, which looks crazy. Uh, it's like it's it's funny that, but it's but ha. Uh, this is one of those cheesy moments where we say the power of cinema. But anyway, <laughs> uh, until next week where we go and luxuriate in some sandworms and have some spice, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs>